Hi, Shannon Waller here with Dan Sullivan, and today we're going to talk about something that we we get a question from a lot of people who are looking at coaching. And since we've been doing this for a very long time now, Dan, the difference between one-on-one coaching and group coaching, mm-hmm. or one-on-one coaches and group coaches. Mm-hmm. So you have been both, and I would love for you to share your experience with being a one-on-one coach versus a group coach. I started coaching in 1974, and I was a one-on-one coach for the next 15 years. And then one of the big breakthroughs for me was the partnership I have with Bab Smith, which happened about halfway through the 15 years. As we got closer to the end of the 15 years, I had developed so many insights about the success factors for entrepreneurs that I felt confident enough and I felt the capabilities that we could put it into a workshop form where instead of me coaching one entrepreneur at a time, I could coach in the initial half a dozen individuals. And my new workshops now at the 10 times level, I have 60 individuals, but I have 28 years experience of coaching in group setting. I should say this, that very recently in the last three years, I've gone back to one-on-one coaching with 10 times entrepreneurs who have a game-changing model. So I have about 15 right now entrepreneurs that I do hour-long, sometimes all-day coaching sessions with, which is one-on-one coaching. And I say that because these are two completely different universes the universe of one-on-one coaching and the universe of workshop coaching. And I'll use two words to actually distinguish it. I think that uh, the one-on-one coaching comes under the heading of tactical. In other words, you're dealing with very, very specific breakthroughs that someone's looking for, and they get your undivided attention as the coach for a concentrated period of time. But basically, you're just there to create a tactical breakthrough. In other words, how are you going to think about this breakthrough? And the thinking never goes beyond the specific topic at hand. And I find I personally have any number of coaches in my own personal life. You know, I have fitness coaches. I have health coaches. We have household coaches, people who take care of our households. We have people who are gardening experts and their coaches. We have architects and interior designers who coaches. And I treat them all as coaches. And it's to create a specific, measurable, and usually a short-term result, a short-term result. The big difference in that and the workshop coaching is that in the workshop coaching, you have a head coach who is the overall conductor of the workshop experience. And there's a certain set of exercises you're going through. The difference is that it's not designed for any specific thing. It's designed to create thinking tools so that the entrepreneurs can bring in four or five or six things to work on. And they get the benefit of the thinking processes, which they go through as we do it in Strategic Coach, they go through these thinking processes and all sorts of new ideas come out. They look at their entrepreneurial life for the last 90 days and what they've achieved. They look at what's got a lot of potential for growth in the things they're doing right now. And then they're looking at future possibilities. And then we do it in such a way that they write things down and then they 
think about the insights that they're getting from the process, and then they're actually meeting one-on-one with other entrepreneurs in the workshop or small groups, or there's general discussions. So whereas the one-on-one coaching is tactical with a specific focus, the workshop program is strategic in the sense that they come in a little bit overcomplicated. They don't have a clear picture of what they've done. They don't have a clear picture of where they are. They don't have a clear picture of where they're going. And at the end of eight hours, all three of those things, they're totally clear about what their achievements are that they don't have to think about now. They're totally clear about what really deserves their best attention right now because it's got a lot of growth potential. And they're very clear about new things on the horizon that get need to develop. So I would call that strategic. It's very strategic. And it takes in their entire entrepreneurial business life. It takes in all their entrepreneurial personal life. And the truth is that one can't be better than the other because they're not comparable. They're totally different universes. And what we've found is that the best people to take advantage of the workshop coaching are people who already have experience with one-on-one coaches. And what we know is that people who are really great at the workshop experience, get the most out of the workshop experience, are the people who will then get tactical coaches for carrying out specific objectives. So to say which is superior, I said, well, both of them are necessary because I'm a great believer in both of them. I myself have a growing number of tactical coaches in my life because they're uniquely qualified to move me forward on specific types of improvements in my life, both in my personal life and my business life, my physical and health. They have knowledge bases that is way beyond mine. They have connections that are way beyond mine. And I take advantage of them, but at the same time, the workshop experience, I get all my new ideas for new concepts, new tools, and everything, which I would never get out of a one-on-one coaching experience. And you know that because you've done it. Mm -hmm. I've also heard you talk about your one-on-one experiences that when clients are working with you individually, they could make progress or not, and you'd have this sort of permissive relationship sounds odd, but you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. versus in the group, there's actually a different level of accountability, which is interesting. Sometimes those one-on-one tactical coaches are accountability coaches, but I've experienced this in the workshop too, where I call it positive peer pressure. Mm -hmm. I could say one thing to my coach and have good reasons why something didn't happen, but if I'm sitting with my peers and they're saying, hey, Shannon, did you do what you said you're going to do? Did you check this out? Did you hit this target? Did you meet your goals? And I feel incredible momentum is one word, but a positive peer pressure to actually pull that off, whereas I might not feel that with a one-on-one coach. No, No. and there's a radical difference. I'm someone that takes for granted that if someone is going to pay me for personal coaching, that they're going to tell the truth, they're going to lay things out. But I found from my one-on-one coaching experience, I can't tell the difference whether they're actually being truthful or not. And the other thing is that My job is to get them clear about the path ahead, but they may have other issues that I don't know about. For example, they may be having tremendous issues at home that never comes out in the discussion. They may have physical problems. They may have health problems. That never really comes out on the table where 
in the workshop setting, those kinds of issues get brought up. And one of the big ones is that we have a significant component of very successful, very, very talented, very, very ambitious entrepreneurs who have addictions. could be any of the chemical addictions. It could be behavior addictions and everything else. And what I find is that the workshop setting is such a safe space for them. And they have a sense that someone in the group will spot something and they say, you know, are you having a drinking problem? I've been through a drinking problem. I've gone through the 12-step program. I've, I've gone to clinics and therapies. And the way you're talking about it sounds like someone who has an addiction. Is that the truth? And the guy says, yeah, but he says, how'd you spot that? And he says, well, you know, I've been down the road. And so what you get the benefit of is, and you know, in the course of an average strategic coach workshop, if you take the break before the workshop, the breaks that we take every hour, the lunch break that we take, and then people go out for dinner afterwards, or they went out for dinner, in the course of that, let's say a 24-hour experience, they will have compared notes with anywhere from 15 to 20 entrepreneurs. And each of them brings another dimension to the conversation. Everyone has insights that are useful. Well, you can't get that from a one-on-one -on -one coach. It's a totally radically different experience. So I'm totally committed to one-on-one -on -one coaching for specific improvements in my life, and I'm totally committed to workshop setting to get a sense of, first of all, just community, because entrepreneurism is a generally lonely path in life. There's so many entrepreneurs who are very successful. They're the outlier in their family. They're the outlier among their friends. They're the outlier in many different ways, and they just don't have anyone to talk to. But when they're in the strategic coach community, everybody's as smart in some way as they are. Everybody's as talented in some way as they are. Different, different kinds of smart, different kinds of talent. And nobody is hiding anything when they come into the workshop. They're there to get the maximum value. It's just one day every 90 days. They don't have this community anywhere else, and I think that's the draw of it. And we know that people join Strategic Coach for their specific improvements, but we know after a number of years, they stay in the Strategic Coach. You know, in our track record going back 28 years, for every two people who start year one, one of those two goes into year number four. And if they've gotten that far, they're using tactical coaches for specific things, but they always come back to their community where their biggest ambitions are applauded, their biggest accomplishments they can tell everybody about, and it's all applause and support and encouragement. It's a missing factor in every other part of their life, and they get it at the community in the workshop setting. Dan, another comment you've made about community, talking about that, is it makes the coaching exponential. Yes. Because not only do they share successes and get applauded for their ambitions, and I remember that, people celebrating how much more money I was making, and nowhere else in my life was that true, except other than perhaps my close family. So that was a big deal. But also people can share failures. As you said, it's a very safe space, at least in a really well-run <clears throat> workshop program, which obviously we consider ours to be. But talk about how it makes the coaching exponential. Yeah, I think it's the radical difference between the entrepreneurial world, which is filled with successful, talented, ambitious people, and let's say the corporate world, 
or it might be a bureaucratic world in government. The biggest difference, and it's a conversation thing, is that in the corporate world where it's a, a bureaucratic thing, people only talk about their successes. They'll talk about their goals, but they tend to keep their ambitions muted. They're not free, and they do not talk about their successes. They do not talk about their anxieties. They do not talk about their worries. And in the entrepreneurial world, all those are the main topics that they want to talk about. So their failures, their anxieties. Their anxieties, their worries, their fears, their obstacles. I mean, they talk about their successes too, but they really want to know, you know, I'm dealing with something really difficult here. I wonder what you would think about it. And they get into a group of three people, and it's kind of funny because people sometimes, the entrepreneurs and coach, they'll come up to tweak me, and they said, you know, you gave us this entire eight-hour thing, but I had a five-minute conversation at lunchtime that made the trip worthwhile, and it was with one of the other team members. They said, so, you know, I just wanted to let you know that my real value out of today wasn't you. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but who set up the experience so that you could have that five-minute conversation? Nobody else in any other parts of your life sets up this setting and this environment. First of all, I consider it a win that you got this great breakthrough from another team member, but I just want to let you know that was my intention. <laughs> Going back to our conversation about intentionality. Well, Dan, I really love it that it's not either or. No, it's, no. It's both and. And also the whole thing about in a group situation, in a workshop setting, it really, if I can use the word, exponentializes everyone's thinking because it's like electrons. You're bouncing off against each other. You even talked about team members contributing to our clients. You look at team members as coaches as well mm -hmm. in their own area of expertise. Yeah, well, everybody that, first of all, who works with me as a team member is much better at fact-finding than I am and is much better at follow-through than I am, you know, because in the Colby profile that you establish right at the beginning of Coach, and personally, I've been living with it for 25 years, you know, I'm a 2-2-10-4, which means that nothing that I do should depend on my ability to do research Nothing I do should depend upon my ability to organize things. It should, in most cases, totally depend on my ability to get an idea and get it started. And I have enough implementer, which is number four, that I've translated it into the ability to draw so I can actually visualize ideas I'm a good packager, and I know good design from bad design. And, and, I, and you make things tangible. And I make things very, very tangible. So I look at all the team members I have as being extraordinarily superior to me in crucial areas of making things real and making things recur that I have no capability to pull off. So I observe how they work, I observe how they do things, and I'm learning constantly how I can be a better team member to them so that when they take over a particular project, I'm putting them in the best possible position to be very, very clear, to be very, very confident, and feel very, very capable about it. So I'm constantly being coached on how to be a better team member to my team. I like this conversation, Dan, because we've talked about coaching from so many different angles, not only one-to-one -one 
group of workshop mm. coaching, but also just looking at coaching in general and looking at everyone around you as a coach and how you can use that information, yeah. as you said, to set everyone else up for success. So thank you, Dan, as always, an enlightening and interesting conversation. Thank you, Shannon. Mm-hmm.